Welcome to New Life Assembly of God Media Ministry. We are glad that you are here. We believe the Word of God is relevant and life-changing, and we hope you can be blessed by this message. If you'll take your scriptures in hand and turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, we're going to be looking at several other scripture verses as well, but we'll use that as a starting point. And of course, you know, it is Father's Day, and so we, as we celebrate Father's Day, um, even though Father's Day is not mentioned in the Bible, the Bible does call us to honor our fathers and our mothers. And so today, we want to honor all fathers uh, and the very important role that they play in our lives. Did you know that the National Center for Fathering can conducts a Father of the Year essay contest every year in partnership with local schools and, and various sponsoring occasion, uh, organizations. And several years ago, over 100,000 school children submitted essays on the topic, my, What My Father Means to Me. And I want to share a few of, of the excerpts from their essays. One first grader said, My dad is the best dad ever. I would kiss a pig for him. A second grader said, my dad is a Frito-Lay man, and that's an important job because you can't live without food, if you consider Frito-Lay's food, amen. <laughs> a third grader said, the dad in my life isn't really my dad. He's my grandpa, but he's been like a dad to me since before I was born. I hope that as I get older, Grandpa will teach me about wood and first aid and everything else that he knows. My grandpa isn't my father, but I wouldn't trade him for all the dads in the world. Amen. How beautiful. And, and God bless you grandpas that have stepped up to be a father in your grandchildren's lives. Sixth grader said, one time I had an assembly and I was a soloist and my dad was in the first row. And after my song, I smiled at my dad, and my dad smiled back and started crying. That was the best thing I ever saw in my life. Isn't that wonderful? That's how much you mean to your kids, Dad. Finally, the last one we're going to look at is a seventh grader. And he said this, very wise. He said, fatherhood is a lifelong commitment. I have seen through my father's actions, words, and decisions that he will be committed to me and my life from the second I was born almost 13 years ago to the day I die. Even if you assembled the most brilliant team of scientists and artists there was, there still is no possible way you could duplicate my father. Isn't that wonderful, amen, that kids would think that highly of their dads, amen. I hope your kids think that way of you. But dads just being there every day and even doing the smallest things for and with your children means the world to them, as you can see. And it makes a lasting impact on their lives. This message today is meant to be an encouragement to all the fathers, grandfathers, father figures, spiritual fathers, and future fathers. Of course, our loving Heavenly Father is the ultimate and perfect father. And as such, he teaches us the qualities of a good father and he serves as a role model even for those who might not have had a good role model of a father in their life. There are many qualities that a good father ought to possess, but today we're going to look at six essential qualities of fatherhood in God's eyes. Well, the truth is, these qualities are key for parents, both mothers and fathers, and these qualities should really be found in every Christian. 
but they're especially important for dads. But I want you to know this message should speak to each and every one of us here today. And for us to help remember these six qualities, each one of them will start with a letter in the word father. So the F stands for faithful. That's the first quality that's essential in a godly father, godly parent, or as a Christian. Faithful. Faithfulness is an essential quality of fatherhood. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is what? The faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Faithfulness is one of the virtues of God, one of the qualities of God that is extolled throughout Scripture. We sing about it too, right? We, we sing about the faithfulness of God. Sometimes when we're praising God, we say, thank you, God, you are so faithful. It's one of those key characteristics of who God is. And it means that God is eternally reliable. You can count on him. He's steadfast. He's unwavering. He doesn't change. And when God says he's going to do something, guess what? He's going to do it. Amen? God is faithful, and he calls us to be faithful. And for us, faithfulness starts with saving faith. You know in the scripture that the same Greek word, pistis, which is translated both as faith and faithfulness because they're both connected. They're both connected. It's only through faith in Christ that we are brought into right relationship with God as our Father. And His Spirit comes to live inside of us, changing us little by little into who He wants us to be. And as one writer states, your children need a Father who knows the Father. That's what your kids need, a Father who knows the Father. You know, many fathers were raised without a Father or uh, without a Father who knew how to be a good Father or without a godly father. I find that to be a widespread case nowadays. So men, I encourage you, if you have not already placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your savior, do so today, so that you can be brought into right relationship with your heavenly father, and cultivate your relationship with the heavenly father so that he can father you, so that he can heal you of the hurts of your own relationship or lack thereof with your earthly father, and so that he can help you to become the father he wants you to be and the father your children need you to be. If you want your children to know the heavenly father and to have a relationship with him, you must first place your faith in Christ and grow in your relationship with God. The second thing about faithfulness, faithfulness is not only about saving faith, it's about a living faith. Dads, your kids need to see you living out your faith. They need to see you praying daily. They need to see you making God-honoring choices in your life. And they need to see you faithfully involved in church and in serving in ministry. All of that is going to, to speak so loudly into their lives. Do you know that two-thirds of Christians come to Christ before the age of 18? Two in every three Christians came to Christ before the age of 18. And a half of those were led to Christ by whom? Their parents. Not the church, but their parents. Parents, you play a vital role in leading your children in, into faith in Christ and in their desire to even have a relationship with God. 
I read the story of a farmer and his family who had their entire crop wiped out in just a few days by a terrible storm. And after the storm was over, the farmer and his wife and his little boy stood out on their porch and viewed the fields that had been destroyed by the storm. The little boy tearfully looked up at his dad, expecting to hear words of despair. All at once, his father started to sing that old hymn, Rock of Ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Years later, this little boy, now grown and serving God, said that was the greatest sermon I ever heard. The son saw a living faith in his father, in the way that his father faced that difficulty, that challenge that stood before him. He saw his father living out his faith, and it made a life-changing impact upon that little boy. Dad, your lives are the most important sermon your children will ever hear. Live your faith out clearly and loudly in every aspect of your life so your children will want to know and serve the God that you represent. So the first characteristic of a God-honoring father is faithfulness. Now we move on to the letter A, and the letter A stands for available. Availability is an essential quality of fatherhood. Aren't you glad that God's always available to you? That you can call on God at any time, and he's there for you, amen? Availability means being present. And our Heavenly Father loves each of us. We are his children. And throughout the Bible, he promises to be with us. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He promises to be a very present help in the time of trouble, but not just in trouble. He wants to be involved in every detail of our life. And he desires to have a daily relationship with us. He invites us to talk to him every day in the conversation of prayer. He invites us to hear him speak to us through his word and through his spirit and he sets the example for fathers to be present in your children's lives every day to participate in all the aspects of their lives to engage in deep and personal conversations with them to listen to them and to speak into their life availability not only means presence availability also means being accessible being accessible is about being emotionally engaged with your children. Because how many of you know you can be physically present and yet not emotionally engaged? Amen? But being available to your children means being emotionally engaged. One writer states, being emotionally available requires us to pay attention to the emotional world of our children and to respond compassionately. The writer went on to say, my eight-year-old daughter drove this point home to my wife and me when we asked, do mommy and daddy make you feel important? She answered, when you are busy, you don't listen to me properly. Like when dad's on the computer or you are doing something else, you're not available to me. It feels like those things are more important than me. You know, I see that a lot with the phone. Sometimes I'm out eating and I see a parent with their children or parents with their children at the table and everybody's on their phone. They're not talking to each other. They're not inter Those times are so important with your kids, folks. You should make a rule at mealtime. The phones go down, amen? 
because being together <clears throat> is so important. She went on to say, even when you say you're listening to me, you're not, because you're not focused on me. You keep doing whatever it is you're doing. You don't even look at me. Hmm. Wow. A lot of wisdom from that eight-year-old girl. Amen? Hopefully our kids would never say that. But you know, kids notice. Kids notice when we're not emotionally available to them. Another time that we should turn our phones off, no offense to anybody, the phone just went off, <laughs> but it's when we come to church, amen. We do it in the movie theater, right? Everybody silence your phones now, but, but we don't want to make anybody feel bad. We love you, whoever that was, amen. Kids notice. <laughs> that must be God calling. <laughs> but kids notice when we're not emotionally available to them, amen. And it's so important to be more than just physically present but to also be emotionally engaged with our children as well. The psalmist says, oh Lord, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me. He went on to say, you know every thought before I think it. You know every word before I speak it. You know my upsitting and my downrising, my coming in and my going out. That's a God who is, who is available to us, who is accessible to us, a God who is engaged in everything about our life. Amen? And he sets the example as our heavenly father because he cares about every thought and every feeling that we have. So dads, let him father you so that you can father your children by being accessible to them and emotionally engaged in their lives. Now the T in father stands for the word teacher because teaching is an essential quality of fatherhood. God never intended for the public school system or media or even the church to be the primary educator of our children. God gave this incredible responsibility to parents. In, if, in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 8, God says this, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commandments that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. And he's saying, you know what? This should be as natural as breathing that the word of God would be incorporated into every area of your life and you are looking for teaching moments to share that word with your children. So fathers, the primary responsibility that you have is to love God and to teach your children to love him as well. Jesus said the greatest commandment is that you would love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And it's important to teach our children to love God as well. Your children will naturally follow your example more than your words. A story is told of a father and son who were driving on a lonely uh, country road when there was a blinding snowstorm and uh, the father was unable to see to continue driving so they had to pull to the side of the road and um, uh, for fear of being stuck there overnight in this blizzard and, and freezing, uh, the father saw a, a house with a lit window um, off in the distance. And so he turns to his son and says, son, we need to cross that field and get to that house, but I'm afraid that the snow is is so deep that I'm not going to be able to carry you. So his young son took his father's hand and said, that's okay, dad. If I can just walk in your footsteps, I'll find my way there. So step by step, the son carefully placed his foot 
in the impression of his father's last footprint. And they both made it safely to the house. And that experience prompted the boy's father to pray, Heavenly Father, I ask you to help me to walk in your footsteps so that my son can follow me and find his way to you and never get lost. Wow. Fathers, your children are following your footsteps. Ask God to help you make sure that you're following his footsteps so that you will lead them to Jesus. Amen. Love God with all that is within you and be careful to walk in his ways because your children are following you even when you don't know it. Fathers, find teaching moments in the day-to-day activities of life to teach your children to love and serve God. And we just read in Deuteronomy uh, verse 7 where it says, God tells us to talk about his commandments with your children when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. Let everyday life activities provide you with opportunities to talk to your children about God and loving and serving him. Amen. Just in the natural course of your day, just allow those things to, to, to build opportunities uh, to talk about God to your children. So if your kids, you know, were hurt at, at school by a friend, something that somebody else did, and they're angry, you know, talk to them about forgiveness and, and how we need to release that kid into God's hands, let God deal with them, we need to forgive them and walk in love towards them. If your kids are facing a trial, talk to them about praying and trusting God and say, you know, I know this is difficult what you're facing, but let's pray together that God will show you the way or that God will make a way. If they're facing a decision, encourage them to look to his word. And if there are certain scriptures that speak to the choice that they're making, share that with them and then pray with them for God to help them make the right decision. Use everyday occurrences to teach them to choose to obey God. If somebody cuts you off in traffic, <clears throat> instead of getting all angry and saying, you idiot, you don't know how to drive, get a driver's license. Talk to your kids about, you see how that guy just cut me off? You know what? A lot of people would get angry and they would be saying all sorts of unpleasant things. But you know what? Because we serve Jesus. We're going to pray for him that God will keep him safe. Hallelujah. That's where we say amen. We say oh me. Hallelujah. Because you certainly don't want to be teaching your children to talk that way. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So use everyday occurrences to teach your kids to love God and to choose to do what's right, to choose to obey God in all circumstances. Help them to see how God's word is relevant to everyday life and live out God's word before them. Don't tell them, do this because God's word says it, and then you do something else, amen? Because they're gonna follow your example much more than they'll follow your words. So the T is for teacher. The H in father is for helper. Helping is an essential quality of fatherhood. Hebrews 13, six says, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. Aren't you glad that God is your helper, amen? The Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? God is our helper, folks. He's our helper. And so he calls us to be helpers as well because he's, we are called to godliness. We're called to be like God. So godly fathers are helpers. Godly fathers are helpers to their wives. Hallelujah. Godly fathers not only work outside the home, 
but they help inside the home as well. They help with the chores. You know that there are no biblically defined gender roles of who should cook or who should clean or who should vacuum or who should uh, uh, mow the lawn or, or, or who should do the laundry. You know, nowhere in the Bible does it talk about that. Amen? But it does talk about marriage being a partnership and the man and the wife being helpmates together, helpers for one another. So as husband and wives, you are partners and you work together to do whatever needs to be done for the well-being of the home. Amen? So godly fathers, sometimes that should mean that you cook, as long as you have some skill to be able to do that without poisoning your family. Amen? <laughs> so it may mean that, you know, sometimes uh, you cook. When... when <laughs> When my brother was in the hospital for the last 12 weeks of his wife, my, my mother spent those entire 12 weeks in the hospital with my brother. And so uh, when we would get home from work, my, from school, excuse me, my sister was three years older than me, and I was 10, so she was 13, so she would start to cook. But uh, as soon as my dad got home from work, the first thing he wanted to do was pack us in the car and get us to the hospital. So if whatever my sister was cooking wasn't ready, his answer to everything was to take a, uh, a, a cup full of, of flour and throw it into whatever sauce she was making to thicken it up quickly so we could eat it. And then you're sitting there eating these globs <laughs> of, of thick uh, uh, gravy. So my dad was not too skilled in that area. I don't know if you are, but you, he still tried to help out. Amen. And, and, and sometimes it, it uh, may mean that you take a vacuum and you help to vacuum, or it may mean that you do the dishes, uh, or you help to bathe the kids, or whatever needs to be done. You need to work together as a partnership. That'll make a, a lot healthier marriage and a lot healthier home for your kids to grow up in. And it'll make your marriage healthier as well, because your wife won't be so dog tired that she doesn't have time for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wives, that was your cue to say amen. amen. Now, godly fathers are not only helpers to their spouse, but godly fathers are helpers to their children. So that means dads, you help with the kids' homework when necessary. You help with school projects. You help with attending little league games and chauffeuring them back and forth to their various activities. Be there, be present, be a shoulder to lean on, and be a helper in whatever way that is needed. Now, the E in father is encourager. Encouraging is an essential quality of fatherhood. Be your kid's greatest encourager. Do you know God is our greatest encourager? Throughout scripture, he's constantly speaking words of encouragement to us. For instance, in Isaiah 41.10, he says, don't be afraid, I'm with you. Don't be discouraged, I'm your God. I will strengthen you, I'll help you, I'll hold you up with my victorious right hand. And that's just one of many examples in scripture where God is speaking words of encouragement into our life. And as we run the race of this life, we can see God cheering us on, God calling out our name, and God saying, you can make it. I'm right here. I'm right behind you. I'll give you whatever you need, but you can do it. You can make it because I'm your God. Amen? That's his encouragement. And we all need encouragement in our lives, and children definitely do. When you talk about the depression rates among children and the suicide rates among children, it is so disheartening to see what's happening. Our kids need encouragement. Amen? And so uh, we need to be an encourager. Applaud your children's efforts. Give them praise even if they are not perfect. Because you know what? You're not perfect when you're growing. You're trying to learn. 
you're trying to develop. So give them praise, even if they're not perfect. Tell them, good job. I can see your improvement. I see how much effort you're putting in. I see how you're growing in this area. Because, folks, behavior that is rewarded is behavior that is repeated. So if they're putting forth effort, even if it wasn't perfect, they're going to say, my dad saw that I was putting forth effort. So you know what? I'm going to try harder the next time. Behavior that is rewarded is behavior that is repeated. Be your kid's greatest comforter. One of the best ways to encourage your kids is to let them know that you care about them, that you are there for them in whatever they're going through. Show them that you care when they fall down and get hurt. Show them that you care when they're having a bad day, when a friend hurts their feelings, or when they have that first time of heartbreak in their life, or when their plans didn't turn out the way that they had hoped. Be there for them. Support them. Talk to them about whatever they're going through. Listen. Listen to what they're feeling. Ask them questions to bring out their feelings so that they know that you care about what they're going through. Next to God, you should be your child's greatest confidant and greatest encourager. Next to God, as your children grow up, you should be not only their parent, but their best friend. They should feel comfortable coming to you and talking to you about anything, amen? Not that you're not gonna speak truth to them, but if you shut them down with a sermon every time they come to you, they're going to stop coming to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So listen to them. Show compassion to them. And you can still speak truth into their life, but do it in a gracious and loving way. They'll listen to it a lot more that way than if we preach to them. Amen. The R in Father is for reputation. Reputation is an essential quality of fatherhood. Be a father your children want to brag about. We love to brag on our Heavenly Father, don't we? We love to share with other people the wonderful things that God has done in our lives so that they will love and praise Him too. Be a dad that your kids want to brag about. Live a godly life. Be an example of Christ to your children. Be a man of integrity. And as your children go, grow, they're going to respect you and honor you for that. And they're going to brag on you to their friends. Be a father your children will want to be like. As Christians, we're always praying, God, make me more like you, right? We want to be like God. Your children should see God in you, and that should make them want to be like you. Too many kids grow up saying, I don't want to be anything like my parents when I get older. Maybe some of you said that when you were young. Amen. But as godly parents, we can change that. We can break that cycle so that our kids will say uh, as they're growing up, I want to be just like my parents when I get old. I want to parent like they parented. I want to live like they lived. You spell father, faithful, available, teacher, helper, encourager, and reputable. As fathers, grandfathers, father figures, future fathers, spiritual fathers, would you pray that God would give you the strength and the courage to live for him and be the kind of father he's calling you to be? That he would give you a determination to be faithful and to pass on your faith to your children, to be available and emotionally engaged with your kids, to teach your children to love God and to teach them to walk in his ways just in the daily course of life, to be their helper, to be their encourager, and to live your life in such a way that it will build a reputation that your kids will want to be like you and to brag about you. But the first step to being that kind of father 
or the parent that God has called you to be. A parent whose life and testimony will lead your children or grandchildren to love and serve the Lord. It all starts with a relationship with our Heavenly Father. It all starts with repenting of our sins and placing our faith in Christ. Because we've all sinned and sin cut us off from God. But Jesus gave his sinless life as a sacrifice for our sins. So that when we repent, and the word repent simply means to turn away from. When we repent, we turn away from our sin and turn to God in faith. He forgives us. And the moment that he forgives us, we are born again. We are made spiritually alive and brought into right relationship with God. He as our heavenly father and we as his children. Would you bow your heads with me if you're here today or you're listening online and you have never yet given your heart to Christ and repented of your sins. But you would say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to have a relationship with God today. I want to be forgiven of my sins and I want to be a child of God. Or maybe you did this several years ago and you've drifted away and you can feel the Lord tugging at your heart and saying that he wants you to come back to him. If that's you, I want to pray for you. And if you're here today and you'd say, pray for me, Pastor, I want to come to Jesus or I want to come back to Jesus. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up and you can put it right back down. Pray for me, Pastor, I want to come to Jesus. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for another hand. Thank you for another hand. Thank you for another hand. Is there anyone else? Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to pray with those that just raised their hand. I'm going to ask you just to say a simple prayer with me. It's not that my words are special, but it's your heart, meaning what you say. God is going to do exactly what you ask him to do. Church, help us as we pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And I believe that Jesus died for my sins. Today, I repent. I turn away from my sinful life. And I turn to you in faith. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. And I invite you to come live inside of me. Help me from this day forward to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, God has done exactly what you asked him to do. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. But that prayer was just the beginning, the beginning of a lifelong relationship with God. And we want to help you to grow in that relationship. We want to send you free of charge a little e-booklet. But in order to do that, we're going to need your email address. So we're going to ask you, if you would, to text I prayed to the number on the screen. Just text I prayed to the number on the screen. A little bit later today, we'll send your response message with a link. Click on that link, fill in your name and email address so that we can send you this booklet free of charge that will help you understand the prayer you just prayed and the steps that you can take to keep growing in your relationship with God. But once again, congratulations on the best decision of your life. As we move to the end of our service, I want to speak to the dads out there. God chose you to be his representative. God chose you for the task of raising your kids to love and serve him and fulfill the calling and purpose he has for their lives. So I not only want to encourage you today, but I want to challenge you as dads, and I want to challenge parents to commit or recommit yourself to living your life as a godly father or a godly parent 
committing yourself to love Jesus with all of your heart, to walk closely with him, and to leave a legacy for your kids and grandkids by passing on to them the gift of faith and by leading them to love and serve God. If you want to pray and say, God, help me to be the father. Help me to be the parent that God is calling me to be. Help me to be the grandparent God is calling me to be. If that's your heart's desire, would you stand to your feet right where you are? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just want to pray for you and ask you to pray and, and, and commit yourself to God. Men, speak to the Lord from your heart right now and just commit or recommit yourself to living in a God-honoring way before your children and asking God's help to be the kind of father he's calling you to be. Every one of you speaking to the Lord, let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all of these men that are standing in this sanctuary, all of these parents that are standing in the sanctuary, Lord God. Father, I thank you that they're here this morning. I thank you that they're here because they love you. I thank you that they're here because they want to serve you and they want to honor you in their lives and in their families. Lord, we lift them before you this morning, Lord God. Father, I pray that you would hear their heart today, Lord God, as they commit themselves to living out their faith in their families, as they commit themselves to being the kind of father that you're calling them to be. Father, I pray, Lord God, that with the help of the Holy Spirit, Lord, you would show them day by day how to live out this commitment, how to father their children. Lord, Lord, you father them so that you can teach them how to father their children, Lord God. Maybe they be Christ-honoring dads in their home that will lead their children to love and serve you. May your blessing be upon them, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you, New Life. We hope you have a wonderful Father's Day. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you were blessed by this message, would you consider giving a gift to help support our ministry, you can text any amount to 954-516-1522. That's 954-516-1522. Thank you, and we hope you will join us again.